Yeah, the thing is, if if you carried out a report and it's done by NASA or independently by administered by you know U.S. government, I think it's only going to have one end finding. And this is why I'm saying that this whole thing needs to go to court. It's actually so important for uh, which I'll come on later on spiritually why it's so important. But the you need the expert there because the yeah, but it's a it's a it's a very difficult one. To overcome, you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes, we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today we have a great discussion for you. We have a returning guest with us, Carl DeLue. He is the author of The Dyslexia Code. He also wrote The Universe Code and also The Help Spring Code. Carl, could you please say hello and introduce yourself to the new listeners? Yes, hello uh, hello there. As, as you mentioned, I um, wrote those three books. The Dyslexia Code took six months of research. The Elson Code, another six months, but the Universe Code was the biggie. That took seven years of, of research. And I'm currently, I'm based now in Dublin, Ireland. How is Ireland? Yes, it's, uh, it's a fantastic place. Um, my kids are here, so that's why I'm, uh, I'm, I'm here. And it's the advantage, I love London, is another, my, I used to be in London till recently. Uh, the one advantage, both have got advantage, disadvantage. One advantage of uh, Dublin is it's very close to the sea, so uh, that's quite enjoyable. And because it's, uh, my kids are here, um, I can see them often. Well, that's wonderful. You know, that good fresh sea air is always good for you. Today we're going to talk about the moon landing and Von Braun. Carl. You tend to point towards the possibility that the moon landing did not happen. For those that do not know, the Apollo mission started in 1969 in July, July 16th, and the landing, the re-entry, happened July 24th, 1969. That is what the history tells us. So, Carl, could you let us know what brings you to the conclusion that the landing might not have happened. Okay, so yeah, this is uh, what this discussion is going to be about today. So uh, everything I'll sort of discuss now. But just before that, I just want to mention that uh, I research what they call the moon uh, hoax for a day and a half. So it's not my specialist topic. I have been interviewed a few times on it. 
so I've learned quite a bit. Um, however, I don't think I need more than a day and a half's research on this particular uh, topic. The why it's becoming so fascinating now is that NASA is preparing to go back to the moon in 2024, uh, also because they reckon there's, I think, helium-3 or something that might be a, a, a sort of a, a mineral or something that they need as um, fuel to get to Mars. But also China, as you know, is independently now uh, going into the space race, and they're also talking about going to the moon. So what you've got is you've got, if, if you do as I've done, like research for a day and a half, the moon, uh, the moon hoax, as they call it, you've got the one side, which is most probably 90% of society saying it did happen. Uh, but then you get another 10% that says, and, and particularly within that 10%, you get film and um, you know, movie photo experts that say, no, the moon landing couldn't have taken place on the footage provided by NASA. So that's, that's the issue. And you know, I'm definitely no uh, expert on, on uh, films and whatever. So you know, I feel really at the end of the day, you need to get two sides in court and you need to get uh, experts on both sides. And, and there's a reason why it, it needs to, to go to court. And I'll come on to that later on. And it's a spiritual reason. Um, so the, um, also I, I just want to mention that the, I don't like the word conspiracy theory for when they talk about the moon landing didn't take place because it's just, a, it's a fact check. It, it's just, it's not any conspiracy. There is a conspiracy that I come up to the end where I mentioned from Brown. That is a conspiracy when I uh, mentioned that there's, uh, the possibility of, of potentially something if the moon landing didn't take place, it was proven. But w once NASA goes back, it's going to be very, to the moon, it's going to be very crystal clear um, whether it could take place or not, because there's footage that it will be compared to. So there's about 20 or so different things. I just say 20 because I don't know how many that the experts say the reasons why it could take place. And I'm sort of just discussing five of them. So uh, any comments so far before I go on to discussing those five reasons? Well, you know, what I found out, Carl, is up to 20% of the population really believes that the moon landing never took place. So Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I did not either until, you know, you've got to start digging in and looking at these things. It's pretty uh, remarkable because as you're going to discuss later, the Van Nuyen belts and these things, I never really dug into to find out the science and what happens when you go through them. So, you know, I, I really think, as you just stated, it's very important for people to get to the bottom of these so-called conspiracy theories because all it is is a division. And we have the science, the technology, and the brain power to come together, put these things on the plate, and go through them one at a time. And that's 
kind of what you are suggesting takes place here. Is that not correct? Absolutely. Well, the, the most important thing I found out in my research for the universe code, the spiritual research that took me seven years, is that the truth will set us free. We have to have the truth. Yeah. It's it's the most important thing. And you know, unfortunately, in all my three books, I came on from the truth, and the truth is sort of nearly the opposite. Um, it's normally like ninety-five, ninety-nine percent of society believe in the opposite to what I found. Now, I'm lucky on this topic where you've got this, you know, that statistic that for the U.S. it's, it's 20% at least believe in uh, in that place. But the truth will set us free. So it's all about the truth. We have The truth will set us free. The truth is going to give us peace, world peace. That is correct. And, you know, that's precisely why I really wanted to do this particular episode with you because a lot of people they just take it for granted and they don't really want the truth because they're settled down in their mundane lives and they don't want to upset the apple cart well that's kind of why I like you Carl because you like to dig in and find out the truth and that's really what will set you free. So what did you find out Absolutely. with your research on the topic of the moon landing? Okay, so uh, first of all, I'd just like to go through five items. Now, as I mentioned, there's about 20. So if anyone goes on YouTube or whatever, you put in moon oaks, you'll find thousand hours of uh, things you can check. It's very well worth it just to spend a day and in, in researching for yourself and, and getting to the fact. So I've just picked up five things that I sort of just remember from it. The first one is they've got a photo of a C on one of the rocks. So the, the, the shape C, uh, the letter C, and it's blown up. So it's a, a small rock that's on it. And, and then you, if you go on a browser, if you just put on C on Oxford Landing, you'll see it. It's all there. And so the people saying that didn't that place say that is placed. What the film experts saying that says the moon landing didn't take place is that it's as if the people. So they say that the moon landing, the the, the pictures, the films were shot somewhere in a location in America, in a big sort of industrial location, in a studio. And that the film crew left clues. They say there's too many clues that were left. It's as if they left it on purpose. And one is a sea, is a rock, on, on the rock. Now, the people that said the moon landing did play the place say, well, that was a hair on the, uh, on the photo or something like that. So you've got these two experts saying that's not possible. And, that's not, and, and both sides have got a sort of a, a view in it. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, I, I use my gut feeling uh, for, for everything. It's far more, that's one thing I've also learned. It's far more important your gut feeling than what your mind says. And this thing to me is completely fishy. Um, I've got a further advantage in that I can communicate with the creator by automatic writing. I was taught at the College of Psychic Studies in London, and the creator said that it didn't take place. But, you know, time will, time will tell. So, so that's one thing that anyone can go see on rocks, moon landing, on a browser, and, and you can see it. Second one, and, and please just uh, interfere when you want to uh, comment on anything, Ned. 
Well, you sick well, of the world? On number one, there the Sea Rock. I I listened to the podcast that you did with your last podcast on it with the two gentlemen. Uh, I I should have wrote it down. I I apologize, my listeners, for not having that information. I will have it in the show notes. But they discussed the Sea Rock with you and their explanation of the shadow as as you have a lip on the rock it would cast a shadow with that i i really found that a compelling argument with that so on the sea rock one i i kind of see that that could actually take place because like they said it was a blown up image and to keep that clarity it's kind of remarkable to see a penciled in C. I would I would kind of question that, but I, I found so that this, this is interesting. I, I what is it? very great. I'm glad you listened to uh, uh, the podcast because um, they were people that the last podcast you listened to that uh, believe in land at Blackface. So it's great to get your views on it. Um, my, my personal view is. That you know, if I look at all 20 sort of things, there's something fishy going on. But the both sides have, have got reason, and this is why I would love to get experts, you know, on both sides. And this comes back to the uh, the, the court case. So right. on the next four, it's going to be interesting, really interesting to get your views. Now I'm really looking forward to this. So the next one is shadows parallel moon landing. So I can understand if you take a photo with a, so I'm certainly, uh, I know what aperture is and uh, shutter speed, but apart from that, I don't know much. But the, I, I know that if you've got a wide angle lens, if you take a photo, it, the uh, shadows, so this is if, if anyone at a browser, you're putting shadows parallel moon landing in, in the browser, that the shadows, might not be parallel. They can all go at a tape, but I can understand that one. The, however, any shadow that comes from left to right or right to left, if you put it that way, um, that I myself as a non-expert um, find it difficult that if two shadows are not run parallel. Now, what the guy says that you've listened to, that will interview your, your uh, further views, is that my recollection is that if you're not at the same height, because um, first of all, say the, the sun is only coming from one location millions of miles away. So two, if, if two, say, people are standing on the same height next to each other, close to each other, the shadows have to be in parallel. Um, so what my recollection is, what the gentleman said, is that in the photos we looked at, they're not on the same height. They they yeah. further, it's very difficult to see in the photos if they're a meter away or they're 10, 20 meters away from each other, and they say they might not be on a different height. So that was the explanation for, for that one. Yeah, 
Uh, now, is this the one with the two astronauts standing side by side and their shadows uh, being the different sizes? Not the different sizes. That's the last number five photo. Oh, okay. Not the different lengths. It's okay. the it's the, it's the shadows being parallel to each other. Yes. This is one of the things I find that throws a lot of people off, and you know, like I, like you said, there's there's those mind tricks that the mind will play. But if you don't have an expert point of view, these photos can display tricks to the eyes and the brain. It's it's one of those things. It really played wonders with my brain because I want to look at them and say, well, that is not right. And a lot of the experts say that it's not right. I find some of these shadow pictures that you brought up, yeah, I, I question some of them with my logic, but I don't know enough about shadows and things like that when you take photos of them to make sense of it. So I did not have enough time to really study enough on these parallel shadow effects. So I would like to yeah. reserve on that, actually. Because yeah. it is a okay, so then, Yeah, it is a tricky one. So um, and 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 also because the the people standing next to each other, it's very difficult for me to to, to say whether those pictures, whether they the one is a meter above the other one, or right. or not. If they, if, my view is that if they're right next to each other, and on the same height, the shadows have to be parallel. If, That's right. If it, but 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 yeah, it's a very difficult one. This is where you need the experts again. I, I'm right. you know I'm sitting on expert and. You, you'll have film experts, if they're in a court discussing it, that would be able to convince the jury, you know, with facts and, and, and right there in the courtroom. Okay, the next one is horizon moon landing. So what they say is in the studio, so in the footage, you can see the horizon. It's just there. It's not far. And... Um, where my point was that if you're now looking at the Mars pictures, then you can see the immediate horizon. And I actually show a video of the, the latest Mars uh, probe landing, where you can see the immediate horizon, and then you can see the horizon in the distance. So um, what my recollection is is that the gentleman said that the uh, moon is in a vacuum, and the Mars is like Earth. It's it's got an atmosphere, and the rules are perhaps different. Um, and they say, well, the moon is small, so you, the horizon looks like very close. But you know, the moon is smaller compared to Earth, but it's still a massive. You know, if you're standing on it, it's a massive object. So um, to me, it, it's you know my gut feeling tells me there's something wrong there, but you know that's don't know what your view is. Well, on on that horizon thing, I think it 
it really depends on the zoom of the camera. A lot of that has to do with the zoom on the camera. It, and like I said before, I'm no expert and I have no idea about photography and I wasn't there. You know, that's the main thing and that's why we have to really look at these things. There's quite a few of these photographs and footage evidence that are questionable about these sort of topics because we haven't put enough money into the expert study and get a report on it. A lot of people think that these little things are just frivolous and they shouldn't be wasted time on, but obviously there's a big portion of the population that needs clarification. And if if we're not on the same page, well, we've got issues because then it goes back to that issue of trust again, Carl. So yeah. Yeah, the thing is, if if you carried out a report and it's done by NASA or independently by administered by you know U.S. government, I think it's only going to have one end finding, and this is why I'm saying that this whole thing needs to go to court. It's actually so important for uh, which I'll come on later on spiritually why it's so important. But the you need the expert there because the yeah, but it's a it's a it's a very difficult one. Okay, so the fourth one is no sun moon landing. Put that in the browser. Anyone wants to put that in the browser? No sun moon landing. So all the photos that you'll see there is the background is pitch black. So what they say is that the reason why no stars are there is because the uh, the shutter speeds or the aperture. The, I think the aperture is the size of the whole of the camera, isn't it? is so that it cannot pick up the starlight. So therefore, it's just all black. Now, my I compared it to the footage of Mars, and Mars has got sunlight behind it. And, and I believe there should be sunlight, but what they say is the moon is in a vacuum, Mars is in, in an atmosphere like Earth. So just a few facts I found out is that the moon is in a vacuum, and the direct sun, if um, from the top is 127 degrees Celsius, so for American uh, um, that doesn't you, you know not working in Celsius, water boils at 100 degrees Celsius, so it's 27 degrees above boiling water temperature. So they they cannot land. Um, so how it works is 30 13.5 days is sunlight and 30 is dark. So for 13 and a half days, you've, if it's right in the middle, um, the sun is 127 degrees. So they have to land on the moon right at, if you can call it like um, dusk and dawn. So they have to, in, in the start of that 13.5 days. Also, one thing I didn't know is that the moon face is always lit up. I think there's Pink Floyd at the dark side or, or the moon or something. The dark side They've never gone there because it's the other side. You you always see the lit up uh, side. But the upshot of all of this is that they had to land within the start of that 13.5 days. 
so because you know they, they couldn't otherwise. So that makes it very difficult to understand how they could permanently live on the moon. They will have to have amazing air conditioning to uh, to to to, uh, to live on the moon permanently. Now, um, as mentioned on Mars, you see the sun at the back. Now, my my mind tells me you have to see the sun in the background. If you if you there um, and and you landing there at say dawn or dusk, if you put it that way, from the third there's 13.5 percent in one day. They shouldn't be black in the background, and and this is why I'm so looking forward to 2024. If if NASA keeps to its promise of going in 2004 again to the moon, because then we'll see. Um, and what I like even more is that China is going and they independent, so that nothing can be cooked again or something like that. So yeah, that's the that's the fourth photo. That is kind of interesting because I looked into that a little bit, that no stars in the background and uh, no sun in the background. In in my research, I found a video. There's three video FX people. It's called VFX, video uh, special footage. And they do this video rendering and they talk about the moon landing and how difficult it would be to mimic some of these with the CGI type of computer generation imagery. And I watched some of the computer generated imagery of, I forget which movie they highlighted, but it's one of the movies they used this VFX technology on. And interesting enough, you can see stars in there because they've placed the stars there. Because of the lunar surface, the dust on the surface, I guess it causes this glow or illuminates. So I guess that's the reason with the aperture and uh, camera that's why we don't see that stuff. Now, it made sense to me how they laid it out, but like I said, I'm not an expert on photography and imagery, and I haven't taken enough uh, footage myself to really study that sort of stuff. But they have compelling arguments with that. So, like I said, we yeah. need more independent studies and research on it. The uh, just had to say the one uh, comment uh, people say that said that go to the moon is that when you look at the moon, it's 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 that dust that's very bright. The moon is bright, but the same is for Earth. If you look at from Earth from the satellite space station, you know, space station, the the the, the uh, Earth. It's got that glow. We know the Earth isn't uh, the actual Earth is not glowing. So, yeah, it, it's 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 really very uh, confusing. And then the fifth photo is shadow length moon. So that comes back to one possibly shadow length moon landing, um, and that comes back to the shadows. But this time, the length of the shadow. And there is a particular photo 
there's quite a few photos on Google Maps or whatever, uh, Google, uh, you know, on the, the browser that shows people right next to each other, the astronauts, and on the same height, and then the shadows are not the same length. The one is like 50% more. Now, that to me is impossible. I can't yeah. uh, understand that one. That, uh, how? Because the sun, as mentioned before, the sun is coming from millions of miles away from one direction. The lens, they have to be the same. So on some of the pictures you can see on browsers, you can actually say that the moon hoaxes have actually put a lamp that, uh, that shows that the, how, uh, the height of the lamp, how it came down on the two people and why the one is longer than shadow is longer than the other one. Yes, that one is the one that just confused the heck out of both me and my wife. My wife and I both kind of said, well, yeah, that's funny because that shadow should at least be the same length as the other shadow. And it's not. So it, it would appear there would be two light sources illuminating that. And... I found that one really odd. On note there, I believe that's the photo that they said was not an authentic NASA photo. Yeah, that is why the experts need to be in the court. Because yeah. the, the experts for the moon oak say that is authentic and they can prove it from the footage. So th th oh, this okay. is why this whole thing is so, yeah, it's so confusing. Because the, the moon people said to the moon, they say, no, that's, that's just fake. The, but then the, the film experts for the moon hoax say, no, it's not fake. They, they can prove it's not fake. So it's really, really um, confusing stuff. Um, okay, can we move away from the photos? Yes, yes. Uh, the photos okay. are very interesting, and people need more evidential proof on these photos. Yeah, it's it's a it's a uh, difficult one. Okay, so the the first uh, further items you've mentioned mentioned the Van Allen belt. So these are video clips that now show NASA trying to figure out how to get through the Van Allen belt. So this is a radiation belt around the Earth, and the fellow hoax people say that. The NASA capsule, the, the moon capsule was something like, I think, two millimeters thick of aluminium, or I think it was. They said that for radiation, it had to be 10 millimeters thick, which meant that they never would have been able to go to the moon. So just so interesting for, for listeners that know nothing about it, they, there's no disagreement that the rockets went into our space. But the disagreement is that they actually went from, you know, where the current sort of uh, International Space Station is from there to the moon, that, that travel, because then they have to go through this one on the belt, which is uh, radiation. Now, what NASA says, and it will be interesting to hear from this other gentleman I had, what, what you picked up, what they said is that NASA says that they just got the, that there's a particular space in this belt, for other belt, that if you hit it correctly, you can get through without too much radiation. And there's also, I think some say that it's not such a big deal, radiation. So there's, again, disagreement on that. But there is this video of NASA talking 
that I play in that one podcast that they they say you know uh, they they now um, studying the fundamental belt to get through it. And so everyone in the Moon Oaks is saying, well, why have you got to study it? You studied it 50 years ago. Right. Well, they still continue to study and probe to this day. And it's just to better their science, I believe. On the Van Allen belts, this is an area that they say there's two belts. Now they're saying there's a possible third belt around and they're named after uh the gentleman that sent first probe up and found out about the radiation that is stored outside of the earth these belts are shaped kind of like donuts and they have thick parts and they have thinner parts when they get closer to the earth and like you said, they studied to find out the quickest way through those because of this uh, stored radiation level. They actually detonated a nuclear bomb in there to see if they could disperse some of the uh, radiation inside these belts to bust through them. However, it, it ended up that it stored more radiation for quite some time instead of making it less. It took them about 52.8 minutes to pass through the Van Allen belts. And when they passed through these belts, the measured rads that they received was about 11.4 rads. The lethal dose to a human body is 300 rads in one hour. So you can sustain 300 rads in an hour before it's a lethal dose. So that means they could have been in there for a long time before they would have actually accumulated and that's without the protection of a space vehicle at all so they would have had to been inside those van allen belts for quite some time to accumulate enough rads to be lethal and when they measured the amount of rads on the skin of the astronauts when they came back, on average, it was only 0.38 rads. That's what I found out about going through the Van Allen wow. and the radiation value. And because that one disturbed me, I was really, well, you're going through like a microwave oven there. And that's basically what you're doing. You, you have, in the first belt, the protons, and then uh, high-energy electrons in the second belt, and basically that just slices through your DNA. The amount of rads that they accumulated was nowhere near lethal doses, apparently. 
And that's what I found out studying the Van Allen belt. Well, I must say your knowledge is quite amazing what, what you've what you've picked up. Yeah, so that's a inter- that's a very interesting um sort of scientific sort of answer. So um, well done on, on that. Okay, well, so now the next point Carl. Carl, that's that's what all of these experts should be doing. I'm I'm just an average Joe, and like you said, I picked this up in uh, just less than eight hours of study on this. So imagine. Yeah, and what it depends what experts could do. Yeah, so so you know when I studied for a day and a half, there's there are other experts saying other things with other data they say that's not it so the problem the problem is you always get sort of two conflicting (laughs) answers which makes the whole thing really very because the one says no that's you know and and you're talking about something out of space so there's not a lot of firm evidence you know it's one person can say well this is the case the other one can say so it's a very very uh confusing um but um you know, I, I certainly feel currently that I have the knowledge to get through it, especially with latest materials and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I, uh, yeah, in any case, it's an interesting one. Okay, so the next topic is the race with Russia, big business. So I was in the construction industry for 30 years in the UK, and I found massive brown envelopes floating around, huge fraud. And I did a podcast on that, in fact. I had to resign twice because of that. And so uh, in the late 1960s, there would have been a lot of brown envelopes going around, in my view, which is my view, at NASA, because there was billions spent of dollars, and there would have been private contracts going left, right, and center. So it's a big, big pool of how people can make corruption uh, money. And... um, you know, Kennedy said in, uh, was it 61 or something like that? He said, we're going to the moon. And then they had to go to the moon. Yeah. Um, they couldn't because of the, the race with, with, with Russian. And so, as you said, Apollo was from 1972. And the question is why they stopped. There's one video where a girl asked Armstrong, why have you never, why has they never gone back for 50 years or whatever? And he just sit there, he can't answer. And um, so it's a bit like Henry Ford that just made the Model T Ford, maybe that's a bad example, and then you he stops producing them. Now, I know the other gentleman interviewed, they said, well, they spent so much money that they had to stop. And they've now found the moon, they, could, they can go to the moon, so they stop. To me, that's not plausible at all. Um, because 90% of your investment, for if you make a car, say the new electric cars, it's all in the new investment, the new factories and the new lines. And then once you've manufactured, then you, you can roll it out. So if, if anything, they, they, you know, for minerals, they should have gone back straight away. And um, so, yeah, on that one, you know, why did they stop? What's, what's your view on that? That a very interesting question, Carl, because uh, if, if you've got that accomplishment and you've got 
the will of the American people behind you, why would you not progress more and keep building on your progress? I, I That's a hard one because I agree with you. There is a lot of that brown envelope stuff everywhere, and that's a problem we're having. And yeah, it's disturbing. I I just agree with you on that. Yeah, to me it just doesn't make sense. And then since the moon landing, there's been uh, the NASA sent probes before uh, to the moon um, before the moon landing, and then since then they sent um, not only NASA but uh, China, European Space Agency, Russians. Japan, I think it is, and others, hundreds. On yeah. Google, if, you, if, if anyone puts in list of lunar probes, you, you see it, there's hundreds of lunar probes that's gone to the moon. So again, I can't understand. You know, you've, you've okay, they say the money costing to send man to the moon, but you've just sent man to the moon, someone like China that's in opposition, surely they would want to immediately, you know, okay, China's only recently that they've got the wealth, but you know, why are you sending all these probes? It's like it's like going backwards in a, in a sense. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And the one one thing that really stands out to me in a way is if we could go to the moon and why haven't we established a base up there instead of a space station? I mean, the money, yeah. the money that we have put in probes and studies and, you know, look at the challengers and, you know, how many times did we go up? All of that, I, I, I have a hard time with that. So there are these questions that even the brightest people should have. Uh, why? Did we waste all the money on a space station when we have a moon up there? Yeah. So coming to karma, um, I'm a Christian, but I firmly now believe that reincarnation is taken out of the Old and New Testament. And in fact, it, uh, uh, reincarnation is in the Quran. One can just Google it. Um, and certainly reincarnation is in Hinduism and Buddhism. Um, if you believe in, in that, then what the spirit world tells us is that karma is, um, you know, it's, so you have life lessons. When you come to earth, you have life lessons. And then if you don't fulfill it, you have to come back to redo your life lessons. So sometimes if you've done bad deeds, you, you, you know, you've got to correct them. Now countries, have karma. There's um, spiritual groups that can can do readings on countries' karma and and astrological readings as well. And should the moon landing be a, a hoax and footage was shot just in the studio, then the US have got really bad karma. Now my main drive in life is world peace. I believe world peace is possible. I believe once the five main religions will start relaxing, when the truth, spiritual truth will come out and the five main religions make up 75% of humanity, then we can 
start world peace uh, because um, you know that, that I think is the foundation that you need to first get. So if the moon landings don't take place, the US have to clear its karma. It's a law of the universe. They have to speak the truth. And um, you know, so so that is one of the, that is the reason uh, you know a topic I've got not an expert in at all. That's the reason I'm talking about it because I think it's going to be very important for. I, I believe the moon landing will take place. I might be wrong, but I believe that. But if it didn't take place, and we'll find out soon, but to, to hopefully 2024, then the U.S. must clear karma, and it's far better to clear the karma now rather than being caught out. If if NASA had to put up its hands and say, "Listen, here, guys, um, we got it." Uh, this cannot be the case. Uh, you know, it's it's not us that did it. It was 50 years ago. We, we've also very skeptical about it. Blah blah blah. That is the way to do it. It's not the way to do it to when you caught out to then come up with the answers. That's correct. We we definitely need to look into this, and we need people to actually demand that answers are brought, it's one of those things, our government makes us suspicious of them, and it shouldn't be that way. We should be pretty uh, aware of what's going on in the world around us, and we shouldn't have conspiracy theories. We should have answers. Yeah, we should, it should be answered. It's it's not a conspiracy theory, it's a fact-checking exercise, that's all it is. That's correct. Fact-checking existence. So the last, just to conclude now, the last part of the discussion is conspiracy. You know, I, I hate it when people talk of especially in the spirit world, a lot of things conspiracy. It's not just fact-checking. This, what I'm going to mention, is conspiracy theories. This is going into purely uh, have no data, but it's just interesting timelines and, and potential motives. So the guy that you mentioned right in the beginning, Von Braun. Um, now, the way we're going, you must probably know far more about Von Braun than I do. But Von Braun was put in, he was SS and Nazi in the Second World War, and he was put in charge of the rocket technology and, and producing rockets. So towards the end of the Second World War, they, the, uh, the Germans got quite advanced in rockets. And uh, according to footage that I showed in my previous podcast, and you can check online, at that factory where he was, which was underground, it was in a, like a tunnel, they hanged six Jews, five or six Jews every day for fear, to make people fear. And during that period, 20,000 Jews died. Now, it seems like it's factual. No one's sort of disputing that fact that I could find, but, but you might say otherwise. And... So then they they had the paper clip, something they call a paper clip, where literally after the Second World War, Russia and the US divided the German scientists between them, and Von Braun got sent to the US. So this guy that was under his charge, okay, it was Hitler's instructions, but under his um, guide, under his command, 20,000 Jews died, they hanged in front of this place. And um, he was 
one of the major guys in in the NASA moon things, and he was in charge of the rockets and one of the main guys. So where um, what is interesting is that I believe that this I believe it didn't take place the moon landing. At this stage, the brown envelopes will, have gone, will be flying around, corruption. And what then happened in September 1963, about two months before Kennedy was assassinated, assassinated, Kennedy went to the UN General Assembly and announced that he wants to um, to Russia to partake in the moon landing so that they go in joint with Russia. Now, if my conspiracy theory, and this is a conspiracy theory, it's it's very vague, very I must stress this, um, is that well, you know, when I saw that that he literally two months after announcing that he was dead, I just said to myself, well, potentially it could be the case that he was killed because you know of brown envelopes, and if someone Von Braun was in charge of 20,000 Jews, killing 20,000 Jews, it's not a hard step further to go and say, well, could he have been assassinated for that reason? And then in the footage I shows on that podcast, uh, they interview Bonnie. Uh, and Bonnie was Von Braun's secretary. And she said that, and, and, and the, the, this is, again, it, it doesn't say it is the case. But it's interesting that Von Braun had a meeting with John F. Kennedy um, set up a day after his funeral. So it's, it's just these things, red flags, that sort of pop into my head. But um, So it, this is conspiracy. I, I, I have to put up my hands and say anyone that shoots me down for any of these facts, I know that. But I must say that I'll throw this conspiracy in the ring should it be proven that the moon landing never took place from 2024 onwards. That's a very interesting take, Carl. Operation Paperclip. It was one of the, I don't know, questionable things that we did after the war. This, like you mentioned, is when they rounded up and divided the booty. And that's how I feel about that because when we found that V1 rocket factory, we got there before Russia, and there's there's a lot to war and what comes out of war. Remember that the winner always writes history. So to know true history, sometimes that's very hard and sometimes it's very vague. Von Brown was a tool that advanced America in many, many ways. And America lavished him with many gifts. And there is no denying that they were aware of his atrocities during the war. And like you said, he was a known SS and it's disturbing that we can pay for our advancement like that. 
And there's numerous times in history that the U.S. has used these vile tactics to advance themselves. I love America. I want America to be the best it can be. And what that boils down to, Carl, is what we talked about right up front. The truth shall set you free. There's so many things that get shoved under the rug. And this atrocity that happened during World War II, a lot of it got swept under the rug. And I really think we should be demanding more answers instead of complacency. And that's what I see. A lot of people want to be complacent so they don't have to actually face up to the atrocities that actually happened. It's interesting that you brought that up and connecting those in the way you did. That's for sure. Well, you know, I'm from Pretoria, South Africa, heart of apartheid. And, you know, after Mandela came out and and everything, you had the Truth and Reconciliation Commission in South Africa. And it's it's very important. You know, I I remember a guy called Flock. He was a minister. He was my rugby coach in primary school. And he was being found later on. I don't know that. You know, you don't know these things when you're a kid. Um, he he was in charge of police, you know, so police and stuff. And he later on washed Nelson Mandela's feet publicly. And you need tr- truth. You need uh, you need to complete. This is all karma. It's the truth, karma. You you cannot. It's the U.S. I'm all for the U.S. being the leader of the free world. And because this is important for, for, for world peace. And the U.S. cannot be the free leader of the world peace. It has got dark secrets that it's just hiding. So I, I concur with, uh, with all. So um, from my side, um, on this topic that I'm not an expert on, um, I, I think you're far more expert than I am uh, already. And, and, uh, and uh, I just thank you for... Um, for bringing us to the world and uh, for your time. Well, Carl, you know, that's why I like having you on the Dead America podcast, because you're not afraid to step up and say, hey, this is what I think. Uh, So many of us put ourselves in this little box because we don't want people saying bad things about us. And the fear of rejection from society because you think different. This is just something we've got to get away from. And the only way to fix it is having conversations, letting people actually say how they feel, what they think, and support them in any way you can. That's that's the way to fixing things. World peace is important. We all live here, but it's all of our world. So I I do appreciate what you do, Carl. How can people get a hold of you and connect with you, Carl? Uh, So my main website is Uh, 
dot me, which is l i g h t s u r f e r s dot n e. All right. Well, I could have spent several hours with you on this topic, Carl, because there's so much fascinating stuff to talk about. I thank you for being here with us the third time. You're an awesome rock star. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe, and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon, wherever you may be.